Hey, Hopers, thanks for tuning in again today. I trust that the Lord is at work in your life, and I pray that today is going to be a day where His power uh, walks with you, that His presence is very tangible and knowable to you, that you hear His voice and that you're able to follow Him. We are in Proverbs chapter 3. Today I'm going to read two verses, verses 29 and 30, and we're going to talk about taking advantage of what God gives us and the people around us. So verse 29, do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. So that sounds like, well, we're just talking about people who are jerks here. So I'm not going to be a jerk. So, okay, case closed. End of the story. What, what Solomon is saying to us, the wisdom that he's giving us here is, now, there are times that we find ourselves in a position of advantage for a number of different reasons that we're going to try to unpack as we go through this. And what he says is a person who is wise knows what to do with those advantages in a way that reflects our Heavenly Father and represents Him well. When we are the people of God, we should know why we have been given advantage and not act like the people who don't know God and what they think advantage is all about. So it starts by saying, don't plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. So you have this picture of a neighbor or friend or, or someone in your life that is in close proximity and they trust you. And that trust makes them vulnerable to you. It is one of the real hard scars that people carry in their lives, the wounds that constantly affect them, that someone that they trusted and that they were given to trust betrayed that trust. And did something in their life that wounded them. And they, whether it's a parent or a spouse or a business partner or a close friend, that's kind of stuff when you trust someone who betrays that trust, it is a wound that carries with you. And that fallout is representative of the way that sin wrecks, the way that sin destroys. So Solomon tells us here that we should not plan evil against someone who dwells trustingly beside you. To plan evil, the word for plan here is the word for plowing. It means like as if you were a farmer and you were going out to make preparations for a harvest. Well, the first thing you do is you start to create the lines with a plow where you're going to plant the seed. And that's the idea is that you are planning evil. You're plowing for evil. You're preparing the field for a plan that is wrong. Something you're going to do is betraying that person, taking advantage of that person, whether you're going to harm them or whether you're going to take away something from them that belongs to them, but selfishly you would rather have it for yourself. And the reason that you can do it is because they dwell trustingly beside you. They have be, been a person who's decided you are trustworthy and they have put their trust in you, whether it's by a default, like a relationship, maybe a child to a parent or something like that. Uh, I tell spouses all the time, it, you are not foolish to have trusted someone you were supposed to trust. Even when they wind up betraying you, it wasn't foolish for you to trust them. Now you have to figure out how to navigate the fallout of it, but we are supposed to trust people. And as the people of God, when people trust us, we are to hold that trust in a trustworthy manner. So when we trust in the Lord, we find that always God is trustworthy. It is never a time where you put your trust in God and he betrays that trust. He uses it against you to your harm and to his advantage. So doesn't it make sense that the people of God should live like that when people trust us? 
We should be people who, not that we are perfect at it or we don't make mistakes or our selfishness never gets in the way, but our direction and our passion should be that we are people who want to be trustworthy like our Lord is. When God gives us advantage over others, is that for our elevation? Is that for our benefit? Is that to serve our self-focused and selfish needs? Or is our advantage given to us so that we could serve others? As you read specifically the Old Testament, you find that every time God has instructions for the kings that he will place over Israel, he's always talking about how they are to serve the people with their power. That is the righteous function of government, not for uh, an authority figure, a a dictator, or, or some kind of autocrat, for them to take the power that they have been given and use it selfishly for their own benefit at the expense of the people that they are in charge of. So whether it is uh, a parent over a family or a pastor over a church or a government official, those who are the people of God should hold power always, hold advantage always for the benefit, for the service of those over whom they have that power, that influence, that advantage, that authority. So the wisdom passage here, do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustingly beside you. Don't use their trust against them and for your advantage. Verse 30, do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done you no harm. The idea is to be a quarrelsome person that I'm going to start a fight or I'm going to have a beef. I'm going to have some kind of a struggle, some kind of a conflict, and I'm going to bring it up. Maybe it's because of a legitimate disagreement or something, but I'm not to be a kind of a person of unpeace. I'm supposed to be a person of peace. I'm supposed to be a person who is at rest and brings peace around me. When people are around us that you know, we disagree with, are we quarrelsome with them? And it says for no reason. Maybe maybe the last, uh, you know, decade, we've become more quarrelsome, even as believers, even as churches. And that word for no reason, maybe we disagree or we have different ideas about what for no reason means. Oh no, I have reasons. I've got big, big reasons. But the idea here is that we should be people who tend towards peaceable relationships, even with those with whom we disagree. We are not. We should have to be forced into a fight. And even then, we should be looking for ways to make peace out of that fight. Not to just ignore real issues, not to just ignore unrighteousness, but to not be people who are always spoiling for a fight. And I think sometimes that's where we get when we, we allow ourselves to think like the world thinks about power, about advantage. So the sense here of do not plan evil against them when they dwell trustingly beside you and do not contend with them for no reason when they have done you harm speaks to a person who is at rest in their soul, whose trust is in the Lord. When we don't need to have a fight, we don't want to have a fight. We're not looking for a fight. When when conflict comes our way, our response is not to respond in kind, to show our strength, to show our advantage, to use it to protect ourselves. But our response is to go to move towards understanding, to move towards grace, to move towards faith that God is at work in the lives of people around me, just like he's at work in my life. So we trust the Lord and he is trustworthy. We as his people, are we trustworthy with people's trust? When God gives us advantage, what do we use it for? Do you, we use it for ourselves or do we use it for those with whom we have advantage over? When people trust us, how do we hold that trust? Are we people who share secrets we shouldn't share? Are we people who know that someone looks up to us so we use it to our advantage? Or are we people who use our advantage for their well-being? And are we quarrelsome people? 
do we go after and look for fights with others? Today, let's be people of peace. Let's see the opportunities God has given us with the people who put their trust in us. Let's not people who, who devise evil plans, plans to do them harm so that we can have good. Let us not be people who um, look to, to create fights where there don't need to be fights. Let's be people who reflect the goodness and the grace of our God, people who reflect the fact that we believe that our God is in charge and that our God takes care of us. And in that way, we can accept the wisdom that Solomon gives us here and apply it to our lives.